Welcome to another season of Eleanor Crawford Unplugged. It is 2023, a new year, a clean slate, a fresh page. However you look at a new year, whatever perspective you have. For me, it's about building another year of life, experiencing all the life that I can, having some fun, connection, love, gratitude, joy, all the beautiful things that we can experience. And I bring this podcast to you in order to help you to be feeling more empowered and autonomous and know that you have choice in your life by sharing my own personal experiences and stories and learnings. And I hope that it really brings some value to your life. So I look forward to coming to you on a regular basis with some experiences and stories. And I hope that you enjoy the listening experience. Lots of love. And I'm back. I know it's almost the middle of February and I have been taking some time out with some other projects, but I was so excited to get back to recording a podcast for you. This is 2023. I think it's my fourth year of podcasting. I know that I had a bit of a hiatus, but I've been very, very consistent over the last year and I'm really excited to be able to come to you on a weekly basis to share my stories and learnings. And I think it's so important that we share whatever we can to help each other, support each other, lift each other up in sisterhood. And I'm very, very excited to be back. But I wanted to start today by talking to you about my experience actually today. It's been a very interesting one. Over the last few days, my life has just sort of been shifting a little. I've been a mum since I was 21. I'm turning 57 next month. So that's a long time. And my youngest son is turning 18 in April. And he now has his license and he has a girlfriend. And so I've really noticed this shift where he's not with me. And we have spent all of his life together because I've been a single mum. And so we've been very, very close and spent lots of time together, you know, despite the gaming habits and, and interests that he has. But, you know, we've always been in the same house and that energy has always been around. But just lately I've felt a shift away. It's like a, that empty nest where I've gone, oh, wow. And, you know, there has been um, moments where I have been thinking about living on my own for the first time in my entire life. Once Declan has finished school and is into his career and moves out, it'll be the first time I, in my whole life that I've ever lived on my own. Now, the reality is coming up a bit quicker than I expected, and I think that it has been a bit of a shift in my energy, and I've been feeling a bit lonely. Now, I've been single, happily single. I'm not really looking for anything as far as romantic relationships go, but I have been missing some companionship and this morning I woke up and for no particular reason other than Declan stayed away last night with his girlfriend and he wasn't home, I woke up and I cried my little heart out which is really unusual for me. I don't cry very, very easily or very regularly and I was speaking to a mentor recently where I said to her I think that I've lost my my crying gene, my tears gene, and it has slowly been coming back. I've been feeling much more embodied and I've been in my emotions a lot more. But this morning I was actually having a big ugly cry. And the ugly cry was about feeling lonely and the fact that I don't have a lot of 
companionship. I have a lot of friends and companion and you know acquaintances, but I don't have pl- you know a lot of plans and social activity. And even when I was speaking to my sister yesterday, she said, "What have you got on the weekend?" And I said, "Well, absolutely nothing." And at the time when I said that to her, I was fine with it because I have things to do and I wanted to record a podcast and I need to do um, some things around my legal situation and my tax. And I had things to do, but I didn't actually have any plans. And when I woke up this morning, I was pretty inconsolable, to be honest. And I made a recording, a voice recording, because I didn't know who to ring. I didn't have anyone to call that I could talk to about how I was feeling. And so I made a a little voice recording as if I was talking to someone else. And then after that, I rang my middle son and he can really empathise with me because he's 30 and single and would really love to be in a relationship and he's had lots of moments where he's felt quite lonely. And so he was great, you know. So I, Of course, as soon as I rang him, I burst into tears and I didn't mean to do that and I was I was very um, apologetic. And he said, no, it's OK, Mum, you can always talk to me. And so we made plans to go to the movies tomorrow, which is something that we love to do together. And so that was one thing. I thought, well, that's great. And then I decided, I'd already decided that I was going to take myself off to a local cafe to have some breakfast and a coffee. And so as I did that and I jumped out of my van, I actually drove my van, and as as I jumped out of my van and walked around the cafe into the entrance, one of my friends was sitting there on her own, and she said, are you okay? And I sort of like teared up and said, no, I'm actually not okay, really. I'm feeling really lonely. And she said, well, come, come sit with me, and I've just ordered my breakfast. Go order your breakfast. And so what it felt like to me was that I had shown up and been vulnerable and had asked, you know, the God, the universe, like, why is it that I am on my own all the time? And, like, I'm fine on my own. I love my own company. I'm fine with that. But there are some times where a companion would be nice or just an invitation, you know, like an invitation. Someone, just give me a call. Hey, how about we go out for lunch or go see a movie? And, and because I don't drink alcohol, that sort of, I feel like the social element has been taken out of my life a little because I don't drink alcohol. Um, But, yeah, so I walked into the cafe and I was able to sit down and have breakfast with a friend and we we chatted about all things, had a big catch-up because we hadn't seen each other for ages. And the reason I wanted to talk to you about this was because I think that it is very, very easy to belittle ourselves and to belittle our feelings, to minimise them, to think that they're not valid or how silly of me to be feeling that way. But this morning was something that I just couldn't even control. Like I I just was overcome with emotion of feeling lonely and alone. And I think that what happened was I actually asked for help in my mind. Energetically, I asked for help. Please just... Give me some guidance as what to do so that I can I can actually connect with someone, another human being, you know, and and I trust that. It's about trust. Over the last few months, I have re-established my faith in God. And it has been very, very interesting. It's not like I am studying the Bible, I'm not there. It's not like that I 
am going to church. I'm definitely not there. Religion does not interest me at all. But I've always believed in something bigger. I, from my whole life, I was brought up in in the church, in the um, Anglican church, but I left as soon as I didn't have to go anymore. But even when I was you know, newly married and then when Chloe was diagnosed, and then during that time, I always believed there was just something bigger. I mean, I looked at nature and I thought, how the hell does that all happen without there being something bigger, a bigger power? And then when I was around 30, I read a quote that was, it's a perfectly ordered world. And that became my mantra. And it saved me on so many occasions because when Chloe died, it was like, well, if I'd believed that, I'd already believed that for five years. It wasn't suddenly like now she died, I didn't believe it. I believed there was an order to the world and that Chloe's life and death was part of that. And so I did believe in something bigger, but that's what I believed in this mantra, that it was a perfectly ordered world. But then at the beginning of September, I I did a course called God in the Body with um, a wonderful mentor, Jay Kimber, and I started to really surrender to the bigger power. I'd been actively surrendering to life because I had read The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer just after I separated when things were getting a little stressful for me and I was being anxious. I read that book and that really helped me just settle in and surrender to life. And then doing God in the Body also made me aware that I could surrender even deeper. And I believe that today's experience of being very, very upset and then instead of just curling back into bed and pulling the sheets over my head, I decided to leave the house. So it's not just that you can ask for something and then sit and wait for it to happen. You actually do have to act, whatever that action is. And for me this morning, it was a small action. It was to leave the house. Declan has my car, so I had to drive my van, but that's okay. And I went to a cafe to actually have breakfast on my own, to read a book. I took my journal and then I bumped into my friend. And it was like I was that that plea for help was answered. And then another friend and her husband dropped by and I got to see another friend. So it was this human connection that I was craving. But if I had stayed at home and had pulled the covers over my head, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So it's about asking trusting and then acting. It's not just asking and then waiting to receive. You actually need to do something in order for that manifestation to to happen, to materialise. So my small action today was to get up and leave the house. So I just really wanted to talk about that today with you guys. What is it that you really want in your life? What is it that you feel like is lacking and you would like to manifest in your life. And then what are you doing in order to manifest that? One, are you believing that it can happen? Are you trusting that it will happen in a perfectly ordered way? Are you then making some actions to help it happen? Or are you just wishing and then waiting? Wishing and waiting will not make anything come to pass. It just isn't possible. It's energy, remember. Everything is energy. And when you wish and wait, 
you're keeping your energy stagnant and still and inert. But when you wish and then ask for and then make action, you know, take an action, that is shifting your energy. And that's exactly what I did today. I, I wiped my eyes, I washed my face, I blew my nose, I stepped out of the house and I trusted that what I was doing was the right course of action in order for me to at least shift my energy. Like I wasn't leaving the house in order to meet up with someone. That was just what happened. That's just what, what was put in my, in my path. My intention was to leave the house in order to have a change of scenery, to get some fresh air, to get some nice breakfast, that's my favourite meal to eat out, to read a book, to do some journaling. But the better thing was that what God really had in store for me was to bring a friend into my path and that restored my my love for friendship again because I was really questioning why is it that I don't have loads of friends and why aren't they ringing me and why aren't they inviting me and blah 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 all those bullshit stories that I was telling myself so I think it's really a good lesson to share with you is that if there is something that you really want something that you truly want and you're wishing for it and then waiting that's not going to bring it about but if there's something that you really want and then you believe it can happen and you trust that it's going to happen in a perfectly ordered way and then you take an action towards it, whatever that action is, whatever feels right in your body, whatever your intuition is telling you, then things will start moving in that right direction. Just to encourage you to trust, to trust this life. I've been listening to Michael Singer. As I said, I loved his book, The Surrender Experiment, and he has a long course, a long version of that on Audible called, I think it's called Living from a Place of Surrender. And it's like a nine-hour course, and he talks about how to do that, what surrender is and how to live in that way. And what he explains at the beginning of this course is that this very moment today, right now, is 13.6 billion years in the making. From the very, very start of creation, that is how long it take, it took to, for this moment to be here. And everything that happened before this moment and everything that's going to happen after this moment is really not in anyone's control. Yet we want to control things. We want to control the weather and we want to control the traffic and we want to control other people and our relationships and all of those things. And he talks very, very specifically about the biggest teachers in the world, like Jesus and the biggest yogi, yogis and Buddha and all the teachers that have come through our history, that their absolute belief and teachings were around this act of surrender, just to surrender to life doesn't mean you don't take action it just means that whatever's happening in front of you is not in your control it's your response that is in your control and so for me this morning my response was one of sadness and upset and then I took action anyway I surrendered to it I surrendered to them to the feelings I said in my mind just let it go it's okay just act anyway because I could have easily not done anything. 
but I acted anyway and it brought some beauty into my into my path into my life so I think that if you can foster the belief and trust in surrendering to life that life will always work out for you it is always on your side it's your response to life and I know that there are tragic things happening in the world I totally get that and that is just it's life right life brings us joy and tragedy and we have got to find our way through that with surrender with love with trust with faith and find the extraordinary find the wonder find the joy even if it is like for me just crossing paths with a girlfriend even if it is walking on the beach and seeing a dolphin whatever it is for you look for the joy and just surrender to life and know that it is unfolding in front of you but you cannot control it it will just happen regardless and in fact the more you resist and the more you try and control it the harder it is so surrender find the joy feel the feelings listen to your intuition and your body find the things that you really want to bring into your life and then trust that they will happen and then act so that is my little episode for the day i started the day in tears it's now early afternoon and i'm feeling a lot lighter and brighter because i acted if i'd stayed in bed and moped and had a personal pity party for all day i still would be feeling shit but i'm not now and i'm really proud of myself for listening to my body and acting and i really want to encourage you to do the same so keep moving forward with trust with faith with empowerment with love for self and with listening to your heart and your intuition and knowing that life is unfolding for you i'll see you again soon lots of love bye one of the things that i'm really proud of this year is that i have been appointed a community ambassador for catherine house Catherine House is a South Australian organisation that helps end homelessness for women. And why I was so drawn to this organisation was that I just feel like having a safe and stable home is a birthright for women. And on top of that, I found out that the biggest cohort of women who are experiencing homelessness are women over 55, which is me. And so it really hit me in the heart. And because I come from a place of such fortune and privilege i really wanted to pay back give back and so i decided to become a community ambassador so if you feel inclined or called to maybe help a woman who is not in the same position as you are even if it's just a few dollars i'm going to drop a donation link in the show notes and even if you just wanted to throw in a few dollars I would just be so grateful because it would be helping a woman in need. So check out the show notes for the link. Lots of love to you and let's be sisters. Let's be supportive of each other for every woman, whatever the demographic, whatever the circumstance and situation. Let's help them lift them up, step forward into a safer and more stable future. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Eleanor Crawford Unplugged. I hope you were able to take away a little nugget or a gem that might help you in your life, in your days, to bring in some calm and peace and empowerment. Lots of love to you and I will catch you again very soon. See ya.